Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Max. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We were asking, the Patriots are the blank best team in the NFL. Like, where would you put them right now after that beatdown last night? They have won five. It's still hard to believe they won five in a row. Five straight games. It's not hard to believe. You just don't want to believe five it. Five straight games. Like, I, I, what's hard to believe is that I just it just happened. It doesn't feel like it just kind of happened. It's not like we've been on this momentum of, wow, they're really turning the season around after a one and three start. Well, this two is and just, four start. A two and four as well, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's happening. But you could slowly see that they were going to get better. I guess I didn't know that they wouldn't lose a game again in that streak. And now we'll learn a lot about them over these next you know, five weeks, four games, five games in a box. You, you knew they would be whatever, but you didn't know that they would just be five in a row. Okay, so there's they look like uh, you know that hot team right now. Obviously, the Titans will get enough. They play the Texans. They're going to be nine and two, right? Like yes. We expect the Titans will continue to do what they're doing. But the game to watch this week, guys, as we talked about before, is Cowboys at Chiefs because we're going to learn a lot about both teams. We're going to learn a lot about the Cowboys and where they are right now as a team in the NFC where we kind of have an idea of a couple of the favorites there, and they should be one of them. But we're also going to learn about the Chiefs, who have won some games lately, looked a little bit more like themselves last week against the Raiders. Mahomes looked more like himself as well, but how much do we want to believe this? I think we'll believe a lot if they get the win here. But I want to ask this question. If you had to bet right now on Dak or Mahomes winning MVP, which one would you put your money on? Now, Dak, now, now again, it's what you make off of it. Dak's at plus 700. That's a better bet. Mahomes, plus 1,600. So the, we're already on the second half of the season. Is it too late for Mahomes to get into this conversation? I think it is. I mean, he would have to go on a historical run Crazy. and hope that everybody else kind of falters, right? He That means that he would have to win the rest of the game. They'd have to win out, yeah. And he would have to be like double his touchdowns to where he's at. Like he would be having to just kill for the next seven weeks of four or more touchdowns in every game and no intercept. Like he, he's – Okay. Yeah, he would have to do a lot. I, uh, but just as a betting man, the fact that you get double your odds, I mean, plus 1,600 – like, I'm taking that all day. Now, let me throw at you. Me, you should give me that $100 then. <laughs> Just give it to me. Well, okay. wait a minute. How crazy is it? Let me give you the schedule. Because they've got the Cowboys Sunday afternoon okay. at home. I don't see him throwing five touchdowns against the Cowboys defense. Okay, but you said four a game. But, well, you, uh, yeah, right. yeah. but fine. He could still have a good game. Could they win this game? Of course they could. Yes. yes. I, right? got them win. Could. I got them beating so, the Cowboys. All right, that's a quality win. Now they play a lot of division games and some games here that I would say are winnable. Next, Broncos, then Raiders, then Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos again. Could, You're telling they could, me they could finish out. Run the table. You're run telling the table. me they couldn't? Would you bet against Mahomes here? That's a different question. I, I well, you said they'd have to run the table for him to different be in the conversation. So if MVP. you say can they run the table, then I'm gonna tell you yes. Well, if they run the table, so, wouldn't he be the guy orchestrating this run the table? Yeah, but then, but then when you run the table, you're also going to look at the quality of wins and the opponents that you're playing, even though they're going to run the table. Mm-hmm. So he may not need to 
put up those type of statistics if those teams that he's playing is less than. That means that he's going to be getting help everywhere, which, you know, defense, special teams, that sort of thing. He so, would he would be the orchestrator, though, of this, and you know oh. if they just win and then another win and another win. So he's you, second in yards, second in TDs, 10th in QBR. Mm-hmm. They go on a run. Yep. I mean, the only caveat for him is just the turnovers, right? Ten turnovers, whereas Dak has five. But if they go but on a run, there's people in front of him that already kind of like who's in front. Right, I'll so give you Aaron Rodgers, right? We yep. talk Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Lamar, ja- Lamar Jackson. That was a. I mean, he took a little, Jackson, a little bit of steam. That was a big loss that they had the Matthew other day. Stafford? Miami, a little no Stafford. No, not anymore. He's cooked, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about Josh Allen? He's the favorite according to Vegas. But he's quiet. He's so he quiet. quiet. He's quiet. So quiet. He's quiet. But if he if he orchestrates two wins over the Patriots over this next month, yeah, he's gonna start to get some steam. If he if he beats the Patriots, he'll start to get some steam. So why is Lamar Jackson cooked? Is he cooked? No, he he, okay, cooked. okay. No, I was gonna no, say no, yeah. No. Okay, I said, I, you... I, I said um, Matthew, Matthew Stafford. Stafford. Matthew Stafford, Stafford is cooked. Yeah. yeah, Matthew Stafford is cooked. Yeah, Lamar had the bad Thursday game. That sort of you could tell based on at least I can. I could tell. I understand the, the sports betting people and the odds and the money and it comes in and all that stuff. I can tell how the sports media starts to change the narratives based on how loud it gets. After a game, mm-hmm. you can start to Matthew Stafford had a stinker. Guess what? Ah, you know, the, the, everything became Matthew Stafford's a problem. He needs to get it fixed. Da, da, da. Tom Brady, he's still there, even though they lost two in a row. He's still there because the losses ain't about him. The losses are about them. Aaron Rodgers, it was, oh, he's not putting up historical numbers, but he, he answered w- the bell after everybody tried to bashing based on his COVID situation. He answered the bell, then he cleaned it up. And when he wasn't there, that yeah. offense was nothing. Sputtered out, yes. Yeah. And, and he won a game, you know, again, without his with, with a lot of his main same guys. Same thing with Kyler Murray. It's like Kyler Murray's not playing, Arizona's losing. But the reason they're losing is because he ain't playing. Right. So he still yeah. shows you the value okay. that he has to the team. Just from an MVP perspective, can Kyler Murray afford to miss this weekend too? Mm. Like when does I don't know if an MVP's ever missed three games. That's what I'm won. saying. When do you start to hold that again? Like, whoa! Yeah. It's almost like Joel Embiid. He didn't play enough games last that's year. That's true. No, right? no, you once start you, looking once at you give Murray that 12, way. 13, right? <laughs> Slide it in. Slide it in. <laughs> but once you once you once you get to that, right? How many starts? Well, only mm-hmm. well, it's seventeen now. I don't so know I if an MVP. Be, I mean, Evan would have to pull that up to find that out. Starts has an MVP ever won? Only played thirteen games. Because yeah. it's 17. Yeah, so right. Yeah, just, 17, just, yeah. 13 games. Has somebody ever won the MVP with only playing 13 games? Mm. What about Dak Prescott? Montana in 89. There you go. Oh, there you go. 89. Wow. Four, there 40 years ago. But I'm sure it was prolific. <laughs> what did you say? 40 years ago. <laughs> 30. Yeah, same thing. You don't need to make me feel any older. I was like, damn. Um, but what about I Dak? Was good math. What about Dak? It was bad math, actually. Huh? Like what about Dak? He's in it. Yeah, he's very much in it. Yeah, yeah he's in it. He yes. might be the front runner right now. Front he runner. might be. Yeah, he yeah, might be front I mean, runner. Yeah. Elway only played uh, 12 games in 87. Wow. Different. Oh, those people that voted. Remember, still- remember Kyler's going to miss three <laughs> games, but he's us. still going to play 14. <laughs> right. Even if Kyler misses this week, he'll still it's play still 14, 14, games. 14 games. Well, that's why I said 13 because yeah. it was a 16-game season right. prior to this one. And those guys that were voting back in 1980, whatever you said, 87, are they still voting now? <laughs> Maybe. 
but it's also check my source. It's also the dominance that both of those names had on the sport at the time, where it was just unquestioned. You know, I mean that that's a much different feel in here, where I think it's a it's a much tighter race when you consider some of these names and and how close everybody is in the standings here. You don't have a runaway team really. No, that that's you know an MVP that's that's ahead of a runaway team. So you know, again, as the names are at the very top, Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. There's Mahomes' name right there. And as you look at the schedule, you see if uh, is this momentum real that they're building right now? And then you come off of if they win this game Sunday, I do think it starts to turn to that conversation. How cold is cold for you? Like from a wide receiver perspective, like like when I can't feel my hands. It's like 34 degrees. Is that that's not really cold? I mean, that's cold as hell, man. Thirty four degrees. I mean, because that's that's what the weather is projected to be in Kansas City. <laughs> but it's on a Sunday different. Night. See, different colds. Sunday. It's a different cold, right? So there's the cold, and then there's the cold with the wind, then there's the cold with the sleet, and then there's the cold with the rain. Then it stops, and then the wind comes. So it's all different degrees of cold. Yeah, that's right. And then it's sunny because the game's at what time? That's, 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 a, that's the four o'clock. Four game. o'clock game. Four o'clock. So it's game. four o'clock here which would be 2 o'clock yes, there. right. So the sun is there. So by the time you get to the second half and that sun starts to drop, Jay, mm, yeah. and you're sweating, it becomes even colder. colder. Yes. And if you're a guy that doesn't play, you're going to be even colder than that because you're standing <laughs> on the sideline. That's why I So asked, it's a lot, of, level, level, lot of levels of being cold. Let's bring in Mel Kuyper Jr., our ESPN NFL draft analyst on the Goodyear Hotline. Mel, did you like that breakdown of cold by Keyshawn Johnson? Did you? Did you that was unbelievable. I tell you, Key's at his best when he's talking about that stuff. Boy, I tell you, man, that was interesting. But no, it does. It is an interesting case when you get into this type of year and the kind of season we've had. You talked about all the different MVP candidates, all the young quarterbacks. Look what Mac Jones is doing up in New England. Uh, it's been a. Uh, we're only halfway through with these seventeen games, which I hate, but we're only halfway through. We got a lot of football to be played, and I think to make any final determinations on anything, and just a segue into the. Draft, because I know that's what we're going to be talking about. Way too early to start talking about what's going to happen late April in terms of the quarterbacks, because there's still, like I say, a lot of football to be played there as well. We got a couple games left. We got obviously uh, you know, bowl games. You got the playoffs. You got the, the Final Four. You got the All Star games. You got the Combine. You got Pro Day. So it's still for the draft process. Behold, the college football season's almost over. The draft process has a long way to go. You know, Mel, we were talking about this just a few minutes ago and, mm-hmm. you know, the number one pick and the value of the number one overall pick, right? Baker Mayfield was taken number one by the Browns. It was a different regime at the time. And there's this debate of whether or not he has lived up to the billing of what a number one overall pick is supposed to be. In your mind, as a draft expert, has he? Well, not yet. I mean, I think when he's healthy, he has. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, a lot of these football players, he knows very well, aren't healthy. And uh, when they're not healthy, they don't always play as well. And they're not, you shouldn't be expected to play as well as they are when they're 100%. You say, well, how many guys are 100% playing football in the NFL at this stage and, of course, later in the year? But in terms of Baker, to be playing through what he has shows how tough he is. And he hasn't had, obviously, the players around him. You think about that offensive line that Bill Callahan's tried to piece together because of the injuries there. Guys playing at North normally wouldn't or shouldn't be, of the injuries to the running backs, the receiver situation. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's really hurt and has a ton of issues around him, yet we're asking him to be 
playing like a number one pick should. It's just unrealistic expectations with a lot of football players and just things that just don't make sense to me that I hear criticisms that when you really factor in other things, uh, realize that you can give that player, I wouldn't say a mulligan, but a little bit more of a, give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. So I think when Baker's healthy to answer your question, yes, he has. The problem is you say, well, Josh Allen sitting there, he went behind Baker Mayfield and he's an MVP. Well, Sam Darnold hasn't been and Lamar has. Lamar went 32nd in that draft. I can give you examples of a lot of drafts where a fourth round pick like a Dak Prescott's outplayed the first round picks. Well, that happens, okay? Look at Tom Brady, but in terms of where we are right now with the quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield, uh, hey, when he's healthy and things are going on around him positively, yes, he has played like a high draft pick and a number one pick overall. Yeah, no, I I get it. Yeah, I mean, I I look at it probably a little bit different because when it's the quarter, or number one pick overall in general, because I was there, thanks to you, Mel. Um, <laughs> I, How I much of a cut did you give, Mel? Did you did you take care of him? I took care of Mel. Well, I, talked, like I, talked, I, I did. I did talk just to go back into history. Key and I talked after was it your your year prior to coming out? My junior when year. you were the. De- you were debating whether you should come out or not, and we had a conversation. Key was very uh, open about what he wanted, and I think honestly about what he wanted. He wanted to be the number one pick. He wanted to be in the mix to be. He didn't want to be. Key did not want to be. And Simeon Rice, who I spoke to about in that time period as well, these guys did not want to be a top ten pick. They wanted to be in the mix to be the number one pick, a guaranteed elite pick. And that's why Key went back. Simeon, same thing, and look what happened. So I think uh, they approached it in a way that would say, okay, in order for me to be happy and satisfied and have kind of a win-win, I need to have this happen. And I think a lot of kids now are just jumping out and leaving college and not you know, realizing, hey, another year can benefit me in a lot of ways. Why am I so anxious to be leaving college football? It, 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 I don't say disgust me. It just makes me question, what are, what are you thinking? And I talk to a lot of people now, and it's like they just well, – all they're thinking about is the NFL when they're not even a first-round draft pick. Why in the world would you want to leave college if you're not even a guaranteed first round pick but it seems like that's where these kids heads are they talk to a lot of the agents they hear a lot of the publicity and a lot of the, the chatter out there about how great they are and they all are, are just enjoy your college football days use that as a i wouldn't say a minor league a developmental league but that's what you're doing you're developing your talent for the best in the world in the national football league so it just frustrates me when i hear so many players just you know, acting like they're ready to move on when they're really not you know, it's so funny that Mel says that because the conversation was such, not only with Mel, but my parents or my, well, my mom at the time. And so one of the conversations I had is, well, when Mel and them, you know, everybody was giving me information. Norv Turner was giving me information because Westbrook, they took that year, I think, at four. And he said, well, you'll be a top ten pick, and here's what the money looks like, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I'll be graduating in six months. I'll get my degree. Not only that, I told my mom, I said, what you think I should do? She said, well, hell, I've been broke all this time. I can wait another six months. <laughs> I said, well, there you go. Let me get my insurance exactly. policy and we good. Mel, <laughs> with all that being said, who are some of the top big-name quarterbacks that we should be paying attention to? Well, I think we look at Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Uh, yeah, he's had a, an outstanding year. And here's a guy, too, if we talk about last year. Last year, he was injured with an ankle. And he didn't play nearly as well because he had an ankle, which affects not only your mobility, but affects your arm strength. Everything comes together without your legs, your feet, your ankles, and all that. So, again, he's healthy. He's playing a lot better. And obviously, having Mark Whipple there as the coordinator and quarterback coach has really helped him. And he's really emerged this year. Certainly, I think you look at Malik 
Willis with the talent level he has. Now, he's had his struggles with the interceptions against Louisiana Monroe, Middle Tennessee State, rough game against Ole Miss where they couldn't block them up front. Can't beat him if he can't block them. Liberty could not block them. Uh, obviously, Louisiana Lafayette, interesting game this week. But Malik Willis is right in there as well. Then Desmond Ritter is kind of the one you got to figure out. The accuracy, the precise passing, but he's got a ton of talent. Certainly, he's going to be right there. And Matt Corral from Ole Miss, who also has had ankle injuries to both ankles, both ankles, not one. And he's played through it incredibly tough. He's right there. So it's really four quarterbacks all vying to see. And I'm throwing Ritter in there because in terms of talent, he belongs in there. Uh, obviously, I think there's going to be some uh, you know, discussion about you know, the accuracy and all that and the things, you know, how he does down the road. Now, Cincinnati's going to have a lot of big games coming up. You know, I talk about marquee matchups coming up potentially, uh, SMU being one this week. But I think there, there's going to be a, a senior bowl week that's going to be critical. All these quarterbacks will be down in Mobile. Jim Nagy's going to have them all down there. And they will be scrutinized in Mobile and then the pro days and the combines and all those types of things. So still a lot of work to be done. But it's going to be probably one of those four that I mentioned, guys, will emerge as a top 10, 10 pick. It always happens. Even though their grade doesn't equate to that, they will keep forced up, pushed up into that top 10. Not saying all four, but one, maybe two of those guys will. And all four probably will land in the first round. Mel, as I as I look at this year's draft class and I look at a guy in Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia who went in the second round who seems to not be getting nearly the accolades for his play this year as he should be, I contribute that attribute that a little bit to him being taken in the second round opposed to being a first round guy, on top of the fact that the Eagles got three potential first round picks uh in this upcoming draft and people are thinking that maybe they can use one of those picks on a quarterback, what should the Eagles do with those picks? And is Jalen Hurts the answer? Jalen Hurts has come on in the last three games. Think about his, uh, you know, what he's been able to do, get the ball to Devontae Smith. They were able to do that against the Denver Broncos and some other games when they haven't. They've struggled. Obviously, you think about what Goddard and his situation there, uh, getting hit by fall to him, uh, and, and, and the, the accuracy, the accurate passing. We talked about that with other quarterbacks. We talked about it with Jalen. That has improved. And uh, he's a young quarterback, and he still has a lot of football to be played. So I think the evaluation process of Jalen is ongoing. He's shown really well of late. He's shown at times flashes of brilliance. He's also had some struggles. Uh, if you piece together all the different games, but how does he finish over this final half of the season will determine what you're talking about. He is, is how do they feel about what they want to do come draft day? How do these quarterbacks stack up coming out that I say are going to get forced up? When they're getting forced up, which means their grade doesn't equate to that. It means because they're a quarterback and teams need a quarterback so desperately, they're going to reach a little bit. It's happened before. Now, has that worked out? Not very well in most cases when you do stretch it. But in the case of these quarterbacks, as I said, one of those four, maybe two of those four, will emerge as top ten picks, and then they have to decide uh, based on the rest of the season. And as I say, the NFL, we're, we're coming towards Thanksgiving, guys, and we've got half the NFL season basically to go. And for teams that are going to be in the playoffs, more than that, So in terms of games. So it's, it's a lot of football to be played. And as I say, in college football with those quarterbacks, some big games coming up. What happens with the Cincinnati Bearcats and Desmond Ritter? Where do they end up? Are they a Final Four team? Are they out of that? How do they finish? And as I say, Senior Bowl week will be critical, but to answer your question about Jalen, it's still too early to tell. But I, I, it's trending towards Jalen looking like maybe, maybe he can be the guy for another year to see, because this is year to year, as you know. I mean, this is year to year, but you got to make a decision down the road on these guys. But for Jalen, it's great to see the improvement that he's shown. How, how would you compare two young quarterbacks, one here in New York and Zach Wilson's progress, 
to one in Chicago in Justin Fields' progress this year? They're also different, the situation. Situa- look at Mac Jones in New England. Perfect situation, right? We, I brought up last year, well, he's kind of like a Tom Brady, but he's not a Tom. He goes to New England. And New England didn't trade up to get him. They stuck where they were, as they did with Tom Brady with that, that compensatory pick, and they actually took another quarter, another defensive back ahead of him in the sixth round. So they waited. They didn't take Tom Brady in the sixth round when they had a pick. They waited until the end of the sixth round with a comp pick. So, again, it's the same thing with Mac Jones. He fell to them. To the question about Fields and Wilson, Wilson's with the Jets, who have a lot of issues from a personnel standpoint, and he was injured, and here he is. Now, Justin, forced in there with Dalton's situation, a team that doesn't have a tremendous amount of talent around him, and he's shown flashes of brilliance at times. And he's also had some, some hiccups, some issues, as all rookie quarterbacks do. Uh, I always say, whatever you see as a rookie, be happy, don't you know, look at it as the end-all, be-all, to formulate a final opinion on a rookie quarterback. I've seen so many struggle that became Hall of Famers as rookies. Some figure it out quicker. Situations usually dictate that. Personnel around them dictates it. But they're all so different. So to compare one to the other, I really think is impossible. Mel, great stuff as always. Good to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mel. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Great job. Take care, man. All right. Mel, Mel Kiper Jr., ESPN Senior NFL Draft Analyst. I love that little insight, though, on, on you before the draft and him talking with you about that and your motivation for being number yeah, mom's, one. Mom said, man, we love can it. wait. Nah, such great <laughs> stuff. All right, coming up, a man who had a big preference to preview the biggest game of the week. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Gets you going, you guys, it does, gets it? you going. You start it, bopping it, your it head. Does. Feel like you're about to run out into the court, That's run right. out to the right. field. This is, yeah. this is you. Like you're hearing it, and you know it's time to get out there. Get out on the floor. Man, the 90s, nothing better than this. Alan Hahn in for Max. And we go now to the Goodyear hotline where Nate Newton joins us right now, the former Cowboys offensive lineman. Nate, how we doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing this morning? What's up, Nate? What's good, Nate? You the man, Keith. You the man. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get there one day. One day, man. I'm. I'm. I'm still trying to get there. You know. I'm learning slowly but surely on the job training. 
I hear you, man. You sound good. You and, you and all you guys. Appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, so we've got a game this weekend that we all know. It's like the must-watch game, and it's the Cowboys, and it's the Chiefs. And it's obviously a tale of two teams, but the quarterbacks are always going to be the story. What do you make of the battle between Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes? You know what, man? Uh, Patrick is over the last few weeks I've been watching him, man. He's finally buying into the check down game, and he would do it against them Las Vegas Raiders, man, to show the Cowboys that he's he's fine-tuned and getting ready. And Dak, he's just been, ever since he's came back, man, and he had that little bump in the road a couple of weeks ago, uh, just show that's just a mishap. You know, uh, all of these guys, man, are uh, both these guys are ready to go, man. They're primed. They set. Now uh, they they big time stars, man. Especially Mahomes. So when you look at it, Nate, and the Cowboys are sitting there, have an opportunity to potentially get the first round body only by in this year's playoffs. How important is it that they win this game, or could they afford to drop it? No, no key. No game for the Cowboys when you're trying to establish these young group of defensive players mixed in with these veterans on offense, they need every victory that they can have, especially a game of this magnitude. A lot of people don't understand how big games like this and being one can set you up down the road for tight situations because you know it's the playoff. Every every play counts. And when you play a big game like this, every play counts. There's going to be four or five plays in there that's going to decide that game. You want to go through this, win, lose, or draw – so you'll know how to respond to it. So, Nate, when you think about Kansas City, obviously, I don't know, for some reason, Houdini is always a name that pops up in my mind when I think about Patrick Mahomes. But are they on the other side now of all this stuff, questions about their defense, questions about guys dropping balls? Do you feel like they're they're channeling that energy towards making a run at this thing down the stretch? I, I think so, especially offensively. I, I think they're still trying to. Figure out who they are defensively. You know, you they they brought, they brought in Melvin Melvin Ingram, putting them into the mix. You know, Frank Clark hasn't exploded yet, and Chris Jones is just finding his sea legs, and that's a big fear for me when he go into the middle of our offense. Our left guard and our center are not the most strongest guys in America, so we 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 have to play him real well. So uh, I think the defense is still trying to find themselves, but the offense, I think Mahomes has figured it out. Uh, you know, and we're talking with Nate Newton on the Goodyear Hotline, three-time Super Bowl champ, six-time Pro Bowler, two-times All-Pro, a great guard for the Cowboys for many years. So you understand offensive line play. The Cowboys, when healthy, have one of the best offensive lines in the game, the, the five-man group. Tell me more about that group, what you see from them, and you know what the potential is if they can obviously keep them healthy. You know, the thing is, uh, I, I looked at a little bit of practice yesterday, and Tyron Smith was doing a little bit of individuals. I didn't know what on whether he got the team. I don't know if he pronounced that he's going to play or the coaches pronounce it. But we need Tyron in this game, man. Uh, we got a young steal at the left tackle. We got Lyle coming back at the right tackle. You know, we got the uh, Zach Martin at your right guard. And then the two guys at the center and the, and the left guard is my question marks. Everybody else, I think, will hold up pretty good. Uh, Coach Fieldman has done a great job of getting with uh, Kellen Moore and, and designing a, a run game and a great uh, pass-blocking package. So they're doing well, man. But I, we, we need Tyron Smith to be in there this week. Uh, Nate, the, the Cowboys kind of got their act together against the Atlanta Falcons 
Are you concerned at all that the Chiefs got their act together against the Raiders? Does it worry you at all that you are going into Arrowhead, a place that both of you and I have played, and we certainly know how hostile it can be? You know what, Key? I don't know how the players feel, but you know what, man? The little shows I've been doing this week, man, they've been holding me back, bro. I've been wanting to go and get on the plane with you. Got These are the games we live for, Key. These kids – Got to be living for this game. That got to be living for this game. Fear that that ain't that. That's in the back of my mind. That's out of one to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. That's a ten for me. I don't even care. These guys got to be excited about playing a big game. Finally, Cowboys name equal up to the play, bro. It's time to go rock and roll. No fear, bro. It's all about competition and making plays now. So your name will be be out there in lights. That's how I look at it, Keith. I love it. Yeah, and that's how we're looking at this game and this matchup. And, you know, we look at it, Nate, and we say, boy, it's really important to the Chiefs to really prove that this run that they're on to kind of turn the season around is means something. But then you look at the Cowboys, you think, well, they're, all right, they're going to own that division. They got six wins against their division. It's going to be easy. So maybe this game isn't as critical. But what you said is number one. Finally, the name is back up in the elite level that it's supposed to be at. It matches the brand. But the other question is, is something Key keeps bringing up, Nate. This game's important because if you're Dallas, you want that number one seed because you want that buy. Do you see it that way too? Like you're strategizing later on. I want to get that week off. That, and and, it, and it's, it's now. You've had a soft schedule up until this point. You're going to face some teams with the ability uh, equal to you offensively. This thing is all about the quarterback and what offense can do it. These defenses got to hold on, get a turnover here right before the half, get a turnover at the end of the game, our key stop to give your offense that extra, that extra uh, possession. That's how you got to look at this, and you have to be looking at that number one spot. I do not want to deal with Green Bay. I do not want to deal with Tampa Bay. Not going up into their cribs, not with those type quarterbacks. And then the Rams, I pray to God they don't get it together. Because mm. if they get it together, who's going to stop them? Yeah, Nate, so you won three Super Bowls, two with Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Johnson, the other with Hall of Fame Cowboy team that rallied to win the third Super Bowl. How worried – I ain't giving Switzer no credit. How worried are you about some of Mike McCarthy's questionable decisions in games? Can we trust him? And this is the game to show it all. You, you, if these two teams come out and do what they're supposed to do offensively and the defense is hold in there and just get a couple of three and out, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come up real quick. Uh, time of possession, how he handles the time clock, how he handles how he does his special teams. These are the things that's going to show everybody. I love games like this because it put everybody out on front street. And then when Monday morning, either y'all will be talking nice about the Cowboys or y'all will be like, damn old Cowboys. And I will be disappointed because I think we something special. Playmaker be around here. I'm sure he's going to be fired up. Cowboy hat on and all that stuff. No doubt about it. Yeah, I, can't, I can't give Switzer no. I can't give Switzer nah, no credit for that third Super Bowl. Man, that was the team. That was, that was the, the team. That was already good. hard, man. Yeah, hey, you gay. Hey, I wasn't on the team. Man. You was on the team. I understand. You want to give Switzer some credit? I was young. I was watching. He ain't getting no damn credit. I tell yes, you what, sir. though. I hear you, I hear you, man. But I'm gonna tell you what, bro. If you ever meet him, you'll love him. That's all. No, that's I all know. I got to say. You're a good. 
Huh? I said, no, I know. I know you're a good dude, but yeah. hey, man, yeah. that was all. We were a veteran that, squad. That was a veteran I team. I could have coached yeah. y'all to the Super Bowl. I just couldn't screw it up. <laughs> I hear you, man. Nate, I love I the fact you. that well, you hey, sound man. like you're ready to go. Like, you're ready. If they called you now, you'd be ready at Arrowhead for this game. That's how fired up you are. Man, I would give that one magnificent mm-hmm. play and run off the field like I've got. <laughs> I promise. Thanks so much. Great to talk to you, Nate. Thank you, man. Keep keep it together, baby. Love y'all. Yes, sir. All right, Nate All right, guys. again on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, coming up, one NFL coach, he's really just looking out for the kids. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. I, I did. <laughs> See, I've wanted to take a minute here, though, but I, I, I guess I'll wait. You good? I'm great. <laughs> we are we are on the air. I, no, I wanted to take call I wanted to I wanted to say that I enjoy these. You have a job. I, that's what I try to tell them. Yeah, yeah no, but you got to tell them more. People aggressive. call your phone and during a show and it gets. Uh, you tell it's them, the say, producer man, saying, "Hey, call me." No, I, yeah. I I have a job, and my job does not end until ten. My priority almost fell running back over. Yeah, here. And that was yes. yeah that, that showed athleticism. Drop foot, quick Snakes. athleticism. That's really good. <laughs> I wanted to say that I had a, I enjoyed myself these last three days. Thank you for having me, filling in here. This was a lot of fun. It was good to be with we you really guys. Really appreciate and you coming back. I want mean, you to have a great you Thanksgiving. Jump ship and try. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry I jump ship. We try, understand. Try sorry, I left you behind. Sweet potato pie. I always have sweet potato pie. I don't know why you sweet keep saying Sweet potato pecan pie. No. Sweet potato pecan pie. Or pecan pie. Pecan, pecan. 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 Potato, pecan. potato. Yeah. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> 888-729-3776. Would you watch an ESPN cooking show with people like Keyshawn and Desmond Howard? Chef Key. And, and all the different athletes that we know tell us that they we, cook. We need a good tequila sponsor because if Key is drinking tequila and cooking, mm. I'm watching that damn show. <laughs> I ain't gonna I'm watching up. that show. I'm not going to burn up nothing. I've had, I had a night where <laughs> Key and I had some tequila and Key said, so look, I, I, I become somebody different now. 
And I, I like it. So yeah, I'm see that combination see, I together sit, now. I want to sit like at, at like you know the steakhouses where you sit around the grill, yeah. right? And yeah. then Key stands there, entertains us. We just sit there Talking and talk to you, and we just talk sports while Key's oh, cooking. Don't say entertain us. That we, just, I don't, yeah, I don't that was right. I, I didn't really. I, like I didn't mean it. I like don't put my dude. In. I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't like that. Entertain you know us. I mean? Entertain us, Key. We could take that a lot of different ways. Like I said, this for, was many, a, for many years, this that was, was the entertainment see, that's in the I history like of us and y'all's. Like I said, you know, I just don't know why you just said that. Very, it was really, it was not, really not correct. Enjoyable being here with that? you guys. These you we don't want you to get canceled, Alan. You know, you know that. You know, we don't want you to get canceled, though. You do understand that that for you many, know, like when you have people over you know, your house, you're an entertainer. You know, no, you know they used to bring us you, as they sit down and have their lunches and dinners and whatnot. We were the entertainment. Make Did us laugh. Yes. Tell another joke. Yes, laugh. That's Come on, it. Man. Yeah. You know, uh, my people are from uh, Ireland and Germany. We were not a, like I don't you have that. Part of that. My history. <laughs> well, like, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, don't want to so, make you. Yeah, let's not go down that road. We bring you here. No, I mean, I just try, all I was trying to say was thank you. Are you going to see the Rangers play tonight? Um, Islanders. And that is this weekend. Oh, this weekend. New Arena, UBS Arena. It's the second time you've had to it's clarify. Good. He Islanders said it doesn't actually. matter. He said it ranges on. It's the same it thing. Matter. Dudes no, running around not on skates. the same not thing. You don't puck. run hit on in the skates. Puck. Yeah, you don't shy. hit him in the puck. And no one runs on skates. Well, what do we'll you? See. We'll see about that. We will. Taunting in the NFL. It is something that just needs to go away, doesn't it? It's not, it's not right. It's not good. It's not, it's not a good example, right, Matt Nagy? How do we feel about taunting in the NFL? Some people are egregious with, the, with celebrating, and it can be over the top. And I think probably the biggest message is let's, let's calm this down a little bit because, you know, um, people watch and people want to see, you know, a little bit of respect and a little bit of doing things the right way. It doesn't mean you can't have fun, right? But – there's young kids out there right now that are watching games, and what happens is you go to a, one of these sporting events and you might see some imitation going on that's taking it over the top. I believe the children are our future. <laughs> Thank you. Teaching Thank you. Hand. Man, Let them going all sexual the chocolate Let them on them right? Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense. This poor guy just takes it. He just really. I, I wonder is, what is the right so way is criticism. though. Like I don't, I don't know what the it's right, the way right is. way to taunt people. Yeah, not there's no right way to taunt anybody. Okay, but it should are we really cool. talking about like taunting? Like, is it really taunt or is it talking trash? Yeah, talking trash. Because like, taunting really to talking. me seems like it's so. But you good. can talk trash, and as, if I'm not facing you, I think in the NFL I could turn my back to you and say whatever I want about you, but I'm not looking at you, so it's okay. But you got to be slick with it, though. See, I was slick with mine. How? I just walk Give past and say something, huh? Oh, you would just walk past. Oh, I say something. Like, Man, what type of shoes you wear? You know, I didn't even know they still made those. And everybody know he got on some weak. Ass shoes like some ponies or something. Mm-hmm. See, I don't yeah. get that because in basketball, man, I'll but, look right at you and I'll say something to you. Is that you gonna throw a flag on me if I play football because I'm talking to it's, you? It's about is that taunting, isn't it? About like what who you're facing. You can't say it in the face. You can't get face to face. See, I, that that me, I to me, I did it different. Like if I made a big play on somebody, I just basically say I told you, like something like that, you know. Or, or I remember one time it was, it, oh, you sorry, you this that, you other, blah blah blah. I said your mama don't think so. <laughs> 
See, I get ugly. Mama, that's, that's, yeah, that's taunting. I get ugly. That's taunting. Yeah, that, that's taunting. That, that's, that oh, you man. sorry. You you overrated. Well, your mama don't think so. Right. And then you walk away. Yeah, so, walk away. So the flag would go on him for yes. chasing you yes. at that point. Because yes. Absolutely. <laughs> even though you instigated it with, with things you don't say. So if I dunk on you and I stare at you for a second. That's taunting. Didn't Jalen Green do that to Cade Cunningham? Yeah, that, that's ta- is that taunting? And is that, that a technical did anything, foul? Did, it, did a tech no. happen in that situation? I'm trying, I don't. I don't get all this. Like, what, do you think it's it's ridiculous? Like, you got to you got to. Yeah, it's ridiculous. This. If if I hit somebody and knock them down, and I'm standing over a stand, I walk over them. I'm gonna throw the flag. I'm gonna f- throw the flag. I'm gonna throw the flag because I don't know if he's hurt. Yeah, okay. I don't that, know. Yeah, that's taunting that's, to that, me. That might okay. be too far. But okay. staring down a sideline. It's, While you celebrate, it's a bit much, even though it's a rule that say you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. It's a rule in place, so I understand enforcing the rule. And that but that's a ticky tack deal because I'm looking at the sideline now. What? Because the sideline be talking a lot of noise to you oh. when you out there. Oh, they be talking. I had to tell one dude play for the Miami Dolphins. I can't think of his name. He was talking crazy, and I told I told uh, Sam Madison and I said, "Man, this he, this dude. I forgot his name was a DB, but I said." It's a damn shame. We got medical benefits and dental benefits and everything. You need to tell him to use those <laughs> on his teeth. <laughs> on his teeth with an F. Oh, he had the straight jack-o'-lantern mouth. He had the, the spread going and everything. But can you imagine, though, Roger Goodell does not want to see a playoff game decided because of a taunting flag. If you're a referee, I don't know that they would, I don't know that they would yeah, do you that. You better not pull that out. I don't think they would do that You don't think so? You don't think there's one dude? No, I don't think they would do that. Don't do that, no. no, no. That dude's trying to call the Super Bowl. That ref wants to call the Super Bowl. Yeah, so you don't want to have that impact in that nah. in that moment. No, no doubt about that. Well, yeah, I, Fr- I, I got, Key, mean. thanks for Next Friday's, you know what, you know what, honestly, you're going to send me out that us. way? Yeah. You're going to send me out that way, really? Oh, I love you, 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 you mean, you all really I'm trying to do that? is create a show for ESPN. Yes, you're sir. turning it into me being a bad guy. Hey, oh, sir. Hey, sir. All right, that's it. Bart Scott is much nicer I'm out of here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.